Welcome to Crossing Faith, a podcast where a Christian and a Muslim talk religion and politics. My name is Matt Hawkins. I'm a former policy director for the Southern Baptist Convention. My co-conspirator here is J.T. Pinna, John, coming to us from upstate New York, and we're going to discuss um, more religion and politics today, right now. Right, something grinds your gears and political than what we're going to talk about today. Right, right. So, yeah, this is very religious, very political. This is. I got this text and I go, what was it? It was vaccines and exemptions. Religion Religious and, exemptions, exemptions. Religion and politics clashing. Very All right, so you're, right now. So what are we talking about? Your four exemptions and four vaccines. Well, the, que- the question is, uh, it, particularly over the last number of weeks, as predominantly private companies have begun issuing mandates for their employees to take vaccines. The healthcare industry in particular leading the way, which most people kind of get, most people kind of get that because they're in care of people uh, and other people's health, right? Uh, That industry at least uh, I think passes a lot of people's um, uh, otherwise fairly libertarian, um, uh, impulse, right, uh, against mandates. Uh, you know, if you work in the hospital, most people are like, yeah, that's probably okay. I mean, they require vaccinations for a host of other uh, communicable diseases. Um, when you work in healthcare, by and large, uh, it's an industry that kind of makes sense, right? Uh, but right. as these, uh, as the mandates propagate across other industries, um, particularly uh, hospitality industry, you know, theme parks, hotels, that kind of thing. And then uh, I haven't looked at the details of the Biden executive order yet, but uh, it's going to come across um, certainly the federal government, certainly federal employees and uh, possibly um, other private industries. So the question is, is there, particularly in my tribe among evangelicals, uh, people are asking, is there a religious exemption from the COVID-19 mandate? And so that's brought up a lot of chatter recently. I say the COVID-19 mandate mandates plural. There's not one all encompassing. So we want to try to be uh, precise in our language. So is that, is that, is this even a conversation among American Muslims? No, I think, no, I I think the, the, the conversation about vaccinate mandated vaccinations and so forth is very similar to the conversation about the census. Okay. So, it was suspicion of the government related to a, you know, a, you know, the specter of counterterrorism, and this is all about tracking. And but, yeah. but it was nothing related to religion, and the pushback wasn't very hard. Um, okay. So, uh, health and wellness is a, an Islamic tenet, as well as it is uh, uh, was a passion of the prophet be upon him and i think that it's pretty clear that health and wellness is something to focus on and it's a big part of the quran so a lot of people don't know that so it's a big part of the quran um so i i don't know any i don't know any muslim that would argue other than a conspiracy theorist muslim who who i've spoken to a few of them said what about (laughs) who you do know (laughs) i just said look we've got Let's just focus on like the major conspiracies within the Muslim community. We don't need we don't need any more. So that, was, that was my advice. I go, just <laughs> we, focus on your up. current book of conspiracies, and then we give that that I'm happy with. Uh, but I go vaccination. I go look. Here's the deal. They, you know, I think that uh, if you're going to claim religious exemption, and this is your point that we had off camera. Where you where you were saying, well, if it's a, I've, what was the term you called it, a tra- like a traditional, what was it? If if you're sincerely, if you're, well, yeah, the the legal definition, sincere belief, sincerely held, is the yeah. is the uh, is the descriptor in uh, a lot of the religion, the federal religious freedom uh, restoration act, and uh, so you have to have a, a person needs to show they can't just say religious exemption and then be out of the government's uh, uh, crosshair, so to speak, um, they do have to prove uh, that they have a sincerely held religious belief, right? So I can't, um, if I have a job and my employer asks me to work on a Saturday, right? 
I can't, as an evangelical Christian who has been attending church on Sundays forever, I can't right. then go say, uh, Saturday's my Sabbath. Hmm. Right. Um, or, fr- well, I mean, know, or Friday, right. Or, or, or Friday say all of a sudden say, oh, I'm a Friday people. And uh, I got to do my prayers on Friday. And uh, when I clearly have not um, had that pattern in my life, right? So it's not the government in the sincerely held criteria. It's not the government deciding what belief is correct or false or aberrant or whatever. It's just asking, is there really evidence that this citizen actually believes this stuff, right? And so uh, I would, however— Well, it it is, but it's also it's also sustainable. I mean, we you know, Riffer has been part of the legal landscape for over 20 years now uh, and has sustained um, significant attention and survived a lot of Supreme Court decisions uh, and has has held um, certainly at the federal level and and at a host of states. And by and large, it works out for the religious exemption people. Right Um, now, if I had an employer. where I had entered and agreed, like, look, Sunday, you know, I'm an, I'm a Christian. I've been going to, I go to church on Sundays. I don't want to work on Sundays and they employ me. Um, and then later ask me to, you know, or require me to work on a Sunday. I then would have grounds for a religious exemption and a, and a challenge to that. So, um, the particulars really matter on here, uh, and a history when you're when you're talking religious exemption, legally speaking, uh, you, you you don't have to prove that your belief is correct. You do have to prove that you believe it and have been living according to it. That makes sense, right? But, but what happens? I, I mean, it makes sense. So when we talk about companies, that's one thing. But what about all right? So Biden's mandate uh, that that about the vaccinations in the government is you know is is responsible for health and safety and welfare. And the government interacts with its citizenry. Isn't that an, an exemption of the exemption? And you know me, I'm always on the let's rule with an iron fist situation. So, so right. if it's so, so, if, you know, you got to have, you know, all these federal agencies and people say, oh, it's a religious exemption. Even, even if you are exempt, I don't, I don't, I don't know which populations are. I, I always make to say maybe Jehovah's Witnesses, maybe they're the exempt. I'm, I'm singling them out and it, it might be, I'm wrongfully maybe doing so, but when it comes to well, I, Christian, I know, like, so Christian scientists, well, well, Christian science, maybe Scientologists, Christian they're scientists, vaccinations. So the so and that's a, and Scientology is a religion, right? You and I, you know, we work very closely when we, we were in we DC know, with we, we know pe- we know people in the Scientology religion. Yes, yeah, and and the, you know the headquarters there. So Scientologists, I know, are against vaccinations. So that yeah. I know, like across and, the board. And also Christian science, uh, Christian science. Yes, uh, Christian science. yeah, uh, yes. Kind of in yeah. con- in contrast to what you you'd expect from their name, uh, tend to eschew modern medicine. Right. Uh, so here we have, you know, and and the Amish, right? So so we have three groups, right, that are out there. I don't know if yeah, maybe the Amish don't. But I, I think they. Yeah, do. I'm not. So, I'm not sure on the Amish. That's a that's a good question. I'm gonna have to ask forgiveness for my listeners because I'm not up on. Amish with respect to their about the uh, acceptance or uh, as far as medic medicine and pharmaceuticals. I'm, and I'm not going to just, just Google that, but one okay. of our listeners can probably correct us, but we've established that there are, there are faiths right. with, represented in, in, in the U S uh, who have so objections a, to vaccinations generally. Right. So and here's modern, the problem. Modern pharmaceuticals. So if, yeah. if you work for the government and you've taken an oath, that oath supersedes, you have to ch- make a choice whether that supersedes your 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 faith belief, and then you have to deal with the consequences. If not, and and you know, I think we're in a free country, so you don't want to you don't want a vaccine. That's great, fine, but then you got to deal with the consequences. Yeah. But I would I would assert that it's that it's then you're making a suicide pact, which is probably anti-Christian. <laughs> suicide pact? How so? I mean, I don't. Know. I'm asking. It's it's a question. Hey, look, I you know, I I think by and large, for most of us, most people, uh, the vaccine is a good idea in consultation with uh, individ- their individual doctors, right, who have direct care for their health care. Um, I I don't think um, uh, declining to take a vaccine is the same as a as a death wish or a uh, or a suicide pact. In the middle of a pandemic, 
No, it's risky. It's not suicide, John. I, I don't know. I feel like when is something that's re- extremely risky that you are making a decision on? It's not like, I mean, if you're going to bungee jump, then that's a, a risky thing. But there you have a reasonable expectation of survival, even if, if someone has done the harnesses correctly. But most, you know, but a, a vac- in a, a pandemic and you have a, sorry, I have a, I have a cat that's very passionate about, <laughs> you know, baby kitty, just please stop. Is the cat disturbed by our, our. You know, he's anti-vaxxer. Conversation. You know, doesn't like, you know, but then again. But I would we'll guess most my, cats, we'll, most cats are anti-vax, right? I mean, right. they're not coming, they're not going so, near a know, needle. Yeah. So the yeah, cat's name is little baby kitty. So, and, uh, so the problem is, all right, sorry, I apologize. So, but, but anti-vaxxer clearly is upset. So you don't, so, all right. So it's not a suicide pact. No, it's not a suicide. It's not an act of suicide if you're decided not in the middle of a pandemic not take a vaccine. No, because suicide is a deliberate act of taking one's life, uh, and I don't think I don't think. But this is a deliberate I, I think, act. Yeah, but it's, it's not. You're risking it. You, it might be. It might be ill-advised. It might be ill-informed. It's it, it's certainly risky. Um, but the the I think the the COVID nineteen virus in particular cuts both ways. Right. Um, it's it's in this in this fact right it's really unpredictable who it who it strikes right uh, the intensity of the um the symptoms and uh, whether or not it puts you in the hospital um on in one on one hand it's relatively predictable people who um who are you know are elderly and have comorbidities other illnesses uh, particularly respiratory illnesses and and heart health uh, heart issues um, and you know obesity issues though those kind of predispositions right make people right. extra vulnerable uh, but beyond that right you have otherwise relatively healthy people uh, in their 30s and 40s and even 20s getting hospitalized um, and there's really very little that we know right now that can predict how severe your symptoms are right uh, some people have it and have been asymptomatic right uh and yet later are found to have have the antibodies in them so i think that unpredictability on the one hand i would say is a reason um to care for our neighbors by masking when necessary getting the vaccine if if advised by your doctor um because you can transmit it to people um when you're asymptomatic and it's unpredictable who will be who will have the most severe reactions, right? Um, at the same time, the, that unpredictability, I have to admit, um, also, you know, cuts against your argument about, you know, not taking a vaccine as a suicide pact, right? Because there are lots of people who um, uh, doctors will even advise from a medical perspective, um, organ trans, you know, not necessarily organ transplants, but there are some uh, medical issues uh, for people who, who don't necessarily respond well to a vaccine. Um, uh, and are but I don't think we're talking about wait, that. Wait on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying like, I think think, it's complex. I, think, I just want to point out yeah. the complex and, and, and the nuance. I mean, if you were, and I were, I think we can, we can agree that we're, you know, so medical exemptions, age, those, the things that are valid. Um, and then the, the and the, and those could be drivers or those could be either or, right. So a dri- if you have a, if you're an at risk, adult, young adult or whatever it is, then you need the vaccine because, right? Your your chances of the, the, the consequences being severe will increase. If it's, if you're, if, if you're, when it comes to like the, the, like a religious exemption, if you're a part of those traditional communities, and it's funny because we're, you know, was a Scientologist, right? Christian scientists, so those, then, they, then, okay, no vaccine, fine. Whatever the consequences are, where they where they fall, but most of the I think the the, the objections are political in nature, right? Yeah. So, and it becomes what, and it, and then there's this crossover into religions. So, uh, yeah, and we've done a lot with this over the last six years, about five years over over, over freedom, and the word freedom, and the, the use of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And it's basically 
you know, constitutional rights, the, the document can be interpreted many different ways, right? And so that's been used. I mean, the people that on January 6th said it was their constitutional right to march on the Capitol, right? You and I would, I think, are in complete agreement that it's at least hot, that, that the Capitol building is hollowed ground. And as Americans, we all should be very careful about uh, taking, being extremely liberal with, with our institutions. Um, yeah. You and I work within process. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever, have you ever um, protested? Not like that. Uh, no, I have participated in the, the March for life, uh, the annual March for life uh, a number of times. Um, it's the biggest okay. pro-life gathering. But that's, that's in fun. Washington. You guys have that's all like, tents, that's, all that singing. That's, There's a lot yeah. of free food. Like I'll be honest, you know, I mean, I've never been, but I've seen it, and it looks just like a big party. Yeah, it's it's a peace, it's a peaceful march, and it's done well within regulations, right? We get permits, and uh, nobody's nobody's uh, overtaking Capitol police uh, or breaking into private property, government or otherwise, right? Um, so yeah, I've, I've you know that is a technically a protest of sorts, but it's not right. It's not a a, a looting and violent and breaking of windows kind of protest. So in, in an environment where personal freedoms and, and is are, are claimed to and are a boil over in and person and personal political like political beliefs and 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 freedoms are are, are overlapping into uh, but political agendas are overlapping into other areas in this case like like yeah. the vaccine is a political in many cases a political if we take all the medical elements out right these people that have to get vaccines because they have conditions, pre-existing conditions, or those that, that may not be the, 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 the at-risk community. A lot of this has to do with rhetoric. A lot of this has to do with slogans. A lot of this has to do with a political agenda. And so in your tribe, as we talked earlier in the, in the conversation about, so my tribe, I just, you know, I, I don't know anyone who would claim a religious exemption from the Muslim community and get away with it. Um, and I think it, I think the, I think the Ummah would probably would probably uh, uh, come down on that individual. Uh, but uh, in your tribe, is there any justification? You know, within I mean, there, it, it, Paul didn't write something about how you can, you know, because we talked about how the Sabbath, which should be on Saturday, because it was a Jewish Jesus movement, but. Paul, everything was pushed because of the Romans on the Sunday. So maybe you should have an exemption for Saturday. I'm going to quibble so, a bit, obviously, with your uh, your description of the move from Sunday Saturday worship to Sunday worship. But we're going to we'll, we'll, we'll fight that battle another day. <laughs> uh, so, to so your I question, mean, is, to your question, no, Paul did not give explicit guidance on uh, vaccines. Um, I so I think a person within the Christian tradition may, I'm going to underscore may, be able to establish a legal religious exemption to a vaccine mandate, to a COVID-19 vaccine mandate. I say may and underscore that because I think uh, there's no there's no Christian justification, as far as I can tell, to reject the COVID-19 vaccine vaccine mm-hmm. options um, in, in specifically. Right. So there's no straight line from Bible COVID-19 vaccinations. Right. Um, right. Or biblical, even biblical interpretation to singling out just the most recent vaccine vaccine. Right. Um, I do, however, think that uh, even though I disagree with the interpretation and, and the and, and the belief on it, I do think people in those religions, in those, in those religious expressions, um, and there are people I've, I know personally within the evangelical circles who, um, by and large, have have operated their lives um, not taking vaccines, not uh, um, you know exempting their children, getting exemptions for their children to not take um, the common, really common vaccines, um, and generally live their life in a way that eschews uh, modern pharmaceuticals um, in. Uh, and I'm not going <clears> to <throat> I'm not going to try to um, uh, reiterate uh, their belief and their interpretation of Scripture, um, except to say that there are those people who believe that. Right. Uh, and I would disagree with their take on that. But they 
have shown a pattern of their life, what legally speaking, um, you know, the courts so they have a tradition see of as, as, as saying. well, yeah. And, and in the legal, the legal terminology, sincerely held belief, right? It's not yeah. just a rejection of only um, the COVID-19 vaccination. It's, it's a general pattern where they've, you know, rejected vaccines all along the way. Right. Um, however, what I, so in that narrow category of subset, which I think it, is a really slim minority um, in, in Christianity. 1% of the Christian population. I'm not going to put a number on it, but it's really, it's going to be really, 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 really it's small. below 5%. Certainly. Globally. Um, certainly. Okay. Um, that said, right? So I think there are those people who who you could establish and, and some pastors would say, yes, I, you know, I know this person, um, even though, even where I might disagree with their interpretation and their, um, their application, uh, in their lives like this, um, I can vouch for the fact that I witnessed them live this out, right? I think you could establish a sincerely held pattern of belief on that. Um, for the rest of the folks, what I think uh, a lot of people are seeping in is they they have personal um, uh, you know, reasons uh, for opposing uh, vaccine, you know, not taking it voluntarily and then opposing a mandate. Uh, secondarily, I think... Uh, a lot of folks are rooting that in different kinds of objections, different kinds of rationale, and then trying to call it uh, a religious exemption because they're Christian. Um, and I think that's a mistake. Uh, I don't think, um, even where I might agree with some constitutional objections um, and some you know, objections on personal autonomy, even where I would go there and may even defend for some people, uh, I don't think we can cloak it in, in something called a religious exemption when they really are not rooted in a religious exemption, unless, like I said, you've established uh, that kind of a belief. You can't just like, I can't have like had my, um, you know, had tetanus, <laughs> had my tetanus booster recently and or the, taken the flu vaccine regularly or, uh, you know, made sure my kid had all their all her uh, shots up to speed before going into school. I can't have operated like that with that kind of open and friendly disposition to vaccines and then turn around and say, I object to the COVID-19 vaccine because religion. Uh, that's not going to fly. I, I, I think it doesn't fly within the within the course of Christian ethics, and I certainly won't fly in the legal landscape. Does that make sense with all my muddled nuances? Well, I mean, but isn't it? Here's the thing. I'll play devil's advocate. It's our, our religious freedom colleagues might say it's a religious freedom issue. Freedom to believe, not believe, choose, not, you know, um, you know, change and all that other business. So all of a sudden you become your Christian evangelical who's really passionate about an agenda. And you've decided that that agenda. And we've talked about this. The lines are blurred, right, about Trump, for example, and Trump, whether he was the Messiah or not the Messiah. Right. And I said, but you're laughing. But, I mean, you know, in which was, we established and you know, this we established here on Crossing Phase that he was, in fact, not a messiah. Yeah, we, we did. We did do the math on that one. We did an entire episode. It turned out it was a very close call, but we figured out that he wasn't. He didn't meet all the signs, both on the Islamic side and the Christian side. Well, the evangelical side. But I think. We, it was a definitive no, uh, but but um, well, you said this the last administration. I you know I was like I've worked with all administrations since Clinton. This one or the last one, the, the Trump administration. There were people in the administration that did believe that this that he was uh, uh, sent by God, um, and there's a term for it you use like a, a bad when a bad guy can be used for good. What's it called? The good king or the, what was it called? Something. Oh, is gosh. that something in your term for it? Yeah, it was something where you like there's a bad king, mm. but the bad king uh, does good for the the the, 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 the religious community. But you had yeah. a term for it, mm. um, and, uh, and maybe it'll come up to you. You know, it, it come maybe, to you. But, maybe uh, it'll strike me. But the, so the challenge is, is that we there are a lot of religious overtones to what happened during the pan pandemic and what the end results were for a lot of people related to their, deci their decisions in, in, with regard to, 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 to medical medical attention during COVID and during the vaccines, right? So, um, I mean, I just did an event this past weekend and, you know, the, he, this guy's a food vendor and he says uh, says to me, well, uh, 
you know, you're, you're, you're on the wrong side of the fence because uh, you, because one of my, one of my, one of my staff had a Biden sticker on, mm-hmm. on their bumper sticker. Too. So, so right away, he like came at me really hard and he said, you're on the wrong side of this, of this uh, wrong side of the political issue. He goes, uh, he goes, can you, can you move your booth over a little bit, move, move your booth over a little bit more. Right. And it was, and he was being funny, you know? So I told oh, him, I said, okay, okay. He was being funny, but he was, he was serious, you know? And I said, so I go, I go, what? I said, how presumptuous to think that I had a Biden sticker uh, on my car and that I was a Biden supporter. I said, you have no idea where I stand. And he goes, the sticker says it all. Right? So, so it doesn't matter what camp I'm in, right? So uh, you're proximate to a Biden it. sticker. Therefore, <laughs> yeah, it's in proximity. I had no idea. You know, so apparently I got to watch my stand now. So, um, not that I care, right? So because it doesn't matter. But then we got into a conversation. He's not vaccinated, and he's he's a food handler, you know. And I said, to, and he goes, "Well, you know, Trump was right about all this stuff." And so, um, and then he's saying it's his constitutional right not to take vaccine vaccines. And I go, oh, "Okay." I say, you know. So then, and then I and then he says, and he said, you know, I believe. He didn't say as a Christian, he goes, but I believe as that I need to support the president, the legitimate president, right? <laughs> and and I need to. And I go and I said to him, well, he, I think you're mixing a lot of issues here. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a health and safety thing. And it has nothing to do with the Constitution. Um, but I'm also a firm believer in America and freedoms. So if you want to be free, it's great. But then you got to deal with the consequences. But as a, as someone who's doling out food, um, I, I would think that that health and safety and, and welfare should be part of your mandate. And. Uh, and so I, I do, I believe, I think everybody should just get vaccinated. Let's just be done with it. And let's move on, you know? Yeah. Um, but, and, and not get muddled in everything. But, uh, but I think that our past conversations about religion and how religion has crossed over into politics mm-hmm. very heavily, sure. uh, has, uh, allowed stuff like this, vac- like the vaccination to get be co-opted into that agenda. So, how do you unpack that? Because that's the real issue here, right? So yeah. who's saying, who of the, the evangelical community is saying they don't want to be vaccinated? Is it, is it, you know, what is, is, is it on the, the liberal side? Is it on the conservative side? And what would be their, what would be their justifications? Do they not want to face the fact that, that it's, that it's a political, really a political and personal choice, and it might be one or the other or both. And the fact is, is that they want to scapegoat the, their, you know, your religion, which there's enough. You got enough to deal with now. I would say. Yeah. Um, we, 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 we like unpack that because yeah. like, what do you think? And, and this is speculative. So you, yeah, I, I'm going to say it's a little it's bit speculative of speculation. Although, you're not committed to anything. I, I will say, um, in the most recent months, there's been um, my friend Darren Darling has highlighted some. Um, some data that indicates the you know evangelicals are not the least uh, resistant uh, people group uh, to the vaccines, and I think by and large um, we're pretty open to it, and, and people are getting vaccines uh, in in accordance with their you know counsel with their doctors. Um, I think as far as people within uh, the evangelical space who are uh, either hesitant or rejecting it, I think it's a mix. Honestly, um, I think there are a lot of people that that cite. Um, you know, concern that, look, it, it is, um, it strikes people justifiably, um, they make, they're justifiably concerned on, on the swiftness and the speed at which, um, uh, a, a new technology has been, uh, approved for mass distribution, um, in vaccines. I think those of us who have spent some time researching it and listening to the explanations understand that this didn't, uh, this particular, these vaccines, particularly the, um, uh, the, uh, the MR, the MRNA or RNA, I'm blanking on drawing a blank here on, on a Monday on the, Moderna? the, 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 the yeah, the, the Pfizer and Moderna technologies, it's different yeah. than the, the, the J and J, um, yeah. those things didn't just come about within the last 18 months. Um, they're, you know, medical science, um, has been developing in that direction for, 
a number of years, at least 10 years or more. Um, this is just the first formal um, kind of yeah. public deployment, right? Um, so it's new in a lot of people's minds and people are, you know, hesitant. Um, you know, some people will cite the use of pharmaceuticals who only after years, seven or eight years of being on the market are then, you know, pulled off the market because they uh, are found to contribute to some cancer causing I think it's a reputation Um, issue, dude. I really do. Reputation of what? Pharmaceutical companies? There was a guy. Okay. So there there was a guy that was the Surgeon General when I was a kid. Okay. He he looked very, he looked very peculiar, but he had this like little, this little beard right here. His name was C. Everett Coop. Coop with a K. K K-O-O-P. That guy was in our households all the time. This guy was during the Reagan era, right? We knew him. We knew what was going on. He popped on the TV and he, he's the guy who went after the tobacco companies and put those labels of like, you know, all the stuff it does to the lungs and stuff like that, you know? And he's the guy that really, I mean, if he turned around and said, look, uh, you know, you need to take, you need to be careful because uh, stop drinking Pepsi. I think people would have stopped drinking Pepsi. We knew him, we recognized yeah. him, and he was, he was, we were heavily socialized with him. Yeah. All right. A third of the reason why vaccinations to me are, this, we're still talking about vaccinations, is Trump. Yeah. And whatever nonsense was happening with Trump's rhetoric and his politics, and, and let's just be honest, he took the vaccine in secret and, and didn't tell anybody, which is that to, if you're, if you're on that political bandwagon, the fact that he took it in secret and got COVID after saying it was fake is is it, you're, you have no argument zero done. Yeah. The other thing is Fauci jumps on on all of a sudden we see this guy and they say he's been a uh, immunologist and all this other business for years and years and years, but he nobody knows who this guy is. So when he pops up, pops on, we have no idea who he is, and. He's understandably difficult to uh, to. It's difficult for Americans to trust somebody they just met. Plus, he speaks with a New York accent, which may or may not be. <laughs> the best thing. Okay, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm just saying. You know, well, if it, well, if the experience of crossing phase teaches us anything. <laughs> about new york accents i mean the bottom line it is i mean i'll go to schumer's office and i don't i don't like sometimes i'm like what is this this guy's he's got enough he's too it's too much it's you know it's too much new york i sometimes i look on the floor to make sure there's no plastic so i'm not gonna get you know and it's not gonna be a a hit because he's so mobster sometimes in the way he talks so fauci pops on the television and nobody knows who he is. And I'm pointing to the television. I don't know why. And so I, I think that there was a trust issue because sure. someone that we didn't know was all of a sudden in front of us telling us to do something. And we don't like that yeah. at all as Americans, yeah. period. Right. And Coop, if he was alive, which I think the guy is dead now. But if he was alive, I would have been like, this guy's serious business. I know him. Everything he's done is like on the level. And I would have been like, it's time to get a vaccine right now. Um, and I think that the credibility of not there was a lack of credibility because there was they popped some guy in front of us we didn't know that I'm not devaluing Fauci and all this other stuff. I'm not devalu- I mean I was I was part of the COVID tax force, so I, I I for the to reopen religious communities. So I was on the part of the faith uh, committee on all that stuff. So yeah. um, advocating for all of our faith communities yeah. to reopen in some way in a safe way. Right. So yeah. by car, by phone, by Zoom, how do we do all this and what do we, how do we assemble and everything else? And then I think the third is this distrust, the stuff that you're talking about, where we rushed it. Um, this is what happened. You know, we, we, we rushed the rest of the vaccine, got companies we don't trust. There's a, a, a series of individuals involved that are highly questionable. And 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 there's just and then I think that there's 10 percent of the issue is just a basic lack of trust of of, uh, you know, 10 years from now, the, the, the excuse is like 10 years from now, something's going to happen. And and yeah. it, they're going to say all the vaccines, uh, you're going to start growing horns, right? right. Which, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> How great would that be, right? So, um, yeah. So it, it, the idea is that, something, that there's going to be side effects that we don't anticipate right now, right? Um, so, but I think that none of those are religious in nature. All of those right. are, yeah. I think, a fair a, a fair assessment of why we've been yeah. having all these problems with COVID right now. I think I think that's right. I think there's a, there's a category of of um, coherent rational skepticism. Uh, that I think can be answered, right? I think it's, it's, you know, look, I've read David Hume. Uh, I'm, <laughs> you, you know me, I'm as much of a skeptic about a lot of things as anybody. Um, right. The, uh, I think there, there's room uh, to be skeptical up about some things, but I think particularly for people within the Christian faith, um, we can't just stop at raising the question as if it's rhetorical and then moving on. Right. Uh, we have to I think we have to do we have a responsibility to do our due diligence, talk with our doctors, maybe do a little uh, personal research on our own um, with folks we know from the medical community. Uh, but let, you know, let medical um, folks explain it to us uh, with know how. Yeah. Right. And maybe you maybe you seek out a, you know, a diversity of opinions. Um, but I think to just f- throw the uh, well, it's new. Uh, we don't know what it's going to do. Um, uh, you can do that in two different ways. I think you can do one with some responsible skepticism that says, therefore, I'm going to go talk to my doctor. Um, there's another way in which you, you kind of throw that flag out there and you're not going to do anything with it, right? You're not going to, you're just going to, we're just going to kind of make up stuff about um, pharmaceutical companies uh, in general, which I think is frankly kind of a, it's a, yeah. um, it's a dehumanizing kind of, uh, it, it's a subtle, but I think it's a dehumanizing kind of way. Like, um, I recognize, of course, that corporations and including pharmaceutical companies have done some lousy things um, uh, from time to time. But we got to deal with specifics, right? And uh, you know, if it, you know, there's a virus out there that it's that's new um, and that's killed uh, that killed over you know 500,000 Americans over you know the average. Uh, death rate here in this country, something's going on, right? And so um, the idea that all of a sudden uh, there's this big conspiracy theory, um, uh, conspiratorial thing about pharmaceutical companies and big government trying to control people, I think is is nonsense. Um, look, all that uh, while, is true. while at the same time, while while at the same time, all that is true. All saying, look, if you have questions, stuff. if you, yeah, and and look, and you're talking about trust. Uh, there's a great there's a great piece um, I've posted in the show notes. Uh, over at um uh where did it go um over at slate of all things called uh let's see it's titled uh from a few weeks ago anthony fauci and the u.s government's quote noble covid19 lies right and so it's discussing the uh the noble lie scenario where you had uh public health experts like fauci um say one thing to the in public while believing another thing right and so right. their justification was if we tell them uh that masks work then there's going to be a run on professional grade uh masks that we need in the healthcare community so we don't want um private citizens running out, civilians running out and, and eating up all the, the masks supply only to then turn around and say, yeah, we really need you to wear masks. Um, and that kind of, that kind of flip from the same institution, from the same individual coupled right. with, like you mentioned, um, uh, Trump's general disposition and rhetoric. Uh, and look, when, while it was being developed, you know, Democrats were, uh, were, poo-pooing the, you know, the vaccinate, the vaccine development, uh, because Trump's administration was running it. You know, the quote from, uh, quote from Kamala Harris, um, over, uh, Pence was, let's see, quote, if public health professionals, if Dr. Fauci, if the doctors tell us we should take it, I'll be the first in line to take it. Absolutely. She said, but if Donald Trump tells us that we should take it, I'm not taking it period. Right. And so now you have a situation where the now vice president, um, of the U.S., Kamala Harris uh, is part of an administration responsible for encouraging people to take the vaccine uh, when, you know, she showed she, she, distrust. She, she, yeah, she, within the she was part. She, she was part of sowing distrust last year while they were yeah. in development. Um, and so I think you, you, the the distrust of institutions is a big thing. Um, and I think what we're trying to decipher amongst ourselves is, you know, what are the rational. <clears throat> 
arguments um, to be vaccine hesitant versus what are, what are just excuses um, that uh, are kind of cloaked in constitutional language or religious exemption language. Um, and I think you're trying to parse from it's not that there are no <clears throat> good reasons out there, um, but we got to kind of separate, you know, good reasons to be hesitant versus nonsense reasons to be hesitant. Or cool. even if they're nonsense reasons, um, look, you and I agree on the the sense of distrust sown by uh, both uh, both parties, both political parties over the last well, certainly year, but you know, yeah. we could go pre pandemic. Um, well, that's 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 a political, and there's an argument to be like that's a thing that's happened and it continues to happen. This sowing of distrust um, by both Republicans and Democrats, especially at the federal level, um, that's a thing. It's a fact of life right now, uh, but it's also not a reason directly uh, related to whether or not I'm going to get um, uh, vaccinated or not. Right. Um, but I, but right. I mean, two things can be right at the same time. That's always my thing. Right. So the Sackler family just got an exe- get their exemption to save their fortune essentially um, and not, not have to pay, pay as much as they should or bankrupt them uh, when it comes to the opiate crisis. Right. So, and that's probably the most explicit medical conspiracy that I can, come up between come up with in recent years and, and certainly recently this year, right. About what, you know, how you, so this, they have a, uh, there's, you have distrust in a company, but big pharma ended up creating the opiate crisis and then cutting up the cures for the opiate crisis. And then, uh, and, and, and there's actually a family, uh, the, an entity, you know, a person, people responsible, and it's provable that they're responsible. So I get that, um, the, you know, that there's distrust. Uh, so, but there's also, like I said, two things to be right at the same time. We have, you know, factual deaths. Although I, I talk with one of my friends, they say, oh, these aren't deaths. It's, it's, it's I still have, I still have a buddy of mine who's not vaccinated. He says that the pandemic's not real and that the common cold is, is just as bad. And I, I said, okay, well, here's the thing. If it's just as bad, and this was my argument with them. Fine, you have a brand new uh, uh, sickness that is just as bad that just came out that just came out around the corner. So I go. So why wouldn't you? You got your flu shot, but you don't get your right. your vaccine. <laughs> so I, I said, I don't know. So now I go. I don't know what we're doing. You know, I right. just don't know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Now. yeah. So yeah, if, you, um, if you've been I, taking the flu shot for years. Uh, and then turn around and, and object to the COVID nineteen on you know religious exemption grounds or it's, uh, it's a simple constitutional question. grounds you know yeah it's just a um, simple question if you have ever gotten nachos at a carnival or a fair <laughs> or a, or a movie theater and you've gotten the cheese on it that comes out of that dispenser and if your answer is yes you're getting the vaccine because that's a foreign <laughs> object as far as I'm concerned that's not foreign chemicals right? yes so that's it. That's if, you, that's if you've ever if you've ever partaken in Velveeta, yes, that's it. <laughs> or Taco Bell, or my favorite Mountain Dew, you know, right? Yes, you're done. You're done. <laughs> the Mountain Dew is this list liquid plastic. That's all it is. So, so the thing is, is like these are the questions, and that should be like if it's yes to one or all of these, you're done. You're getting the vaccine, and it's over with. And I, I, I just think it's, uh, I think that's the way we need to proceed. What do you think? Yeah. You know? Well, look, look, I, I, you know, and again, I, I told you, I think off air, I, um, I, I'm, I'm looking for opportunities to win people over, uh, to consider, you know, talk with their doctor and, and consider taking the vaccine. And so, um, you know, hurling wisecracks and insults, I'm, I'm not sure, it, uh, is the best way to go about it. My problem is with those kind of the silly, what I think are silly arguments, or, uh, I think arguments that don't really apply, um, to the particular question at hand, I think that di- di- dilutes and obscures the more the, the the legitimate reasons um for not hesitating namely you know i consulted with my doctor and given my issues with a b or c uh they advise that i not take it or at least not take it yet um uh, until it's more proven um you know i i think you know those are you know really good reasons uh that's a great reason not to take not to take the vaccine or not not to take it yet um and i think the 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 um 
they're kind of they're arguments that miss the, that are different categories. Uh, philosophers call it a category mistake, right? right. So to re to bring a political argument uh, into a per, you know take take the the political drama of it all that we discussed a few minutes ago, and then apply that to well that means I'm not you know going to take the vaccine, uh, or I'm going to throw out a bunch of rhetorical questions um, that sound uh, skeptical and enlightened uh, and cautious, but in reality I'm actually not going to investigate further than asking the question. Um, yeah. I think those kinds of excuses, um, really dilute, um, people who we ought to be, you know, thoughtful and caring about, right. <clears throat> part of the reason I got part of the reason I get a vaccination among many others, part of the reason I got the vaccination, um, is because I'm aware there are people in my community who can't take it yet. Right. Uh, or can't take it at all. Um, and that includes children, right. Um, and, uh, and their families, um, who, who may be, immunocompromised. Uh, my, my little girl goes to school with, uh, some kids who, uh, they're still, they and their siblings, um, are all asthmatics. Right. And so they're, they're more vulnerable. Uh, number one, they're more vulnerable to a respiratory illness. And number two, they're, um, below the age at which a vaccine is, is warranted. Right. And so my own part of my own rationale for taking the vaccine is because I know there are people with legitimate reasons, um, for not taking them. Uh, and I think we need to, we need to kind of swim, swim through, uh, and kind of try to figure out what are, um, some really good reasons, um, to avoid taking it or not taking it right now, some you know, credible exemption reasons, um, versus trying to, uh, put forth some reasons, even if they're constitutional and salient and rational, um, we let's not call them what they aren't. Um, and I don't think there are many religious yeah. objections to the COVID-19 vaccine in particular. Uh, again, if you've, you know, lived your life in such a way that you're, you've exampled a belief that you reject vaccines generally. Um, I think that's one thing. Um, but to, to selectively reject COVID-19 because politics, uh, I think is really a, a poor way to go, generally speaking, and specifically for the Christian community. Uh, it's really, really outside the bounds. So Have we, we exhausted this topic. Yeah, we call it what it is. You like Mountain Dew. Don't like New York accents. Uh, there should be a, t a test to to, 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 to to decide whether or not you have a right to say whether or not you can can or cannot take a, uh, uh, the vaccine based on what you've ingested in the last the last year at a movie theater. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what what are those uh, just Sour Patch Kids? What are those made out of? You know, I what is that? Those. Yeah. So you got a most, Sour Patch. Most any. Most any candy years, that comes across gone. the shelf. Yeah. You're yeah. getting it. You're getting it. Anything that's in that candy aisle at a seven eleven, not and we're talking about the off brand candy aisle. But, that one little yeah, the off brand that's got like the, the those those marshmallow peanuts. You're done. You're getting the vaccine. But but John's Donut Cafe. That's all natural. Listen, right? I'm not saying that <laughs> our donuts cure covid but <laughs> open in november last november and the covid cases have steadily gone down in the county okay so that's just let's just say that right off the bat we're gonna right? we're gonna and, definitely uh, for the sake of your donut shop we're definitely going to conflate correlation with causation <laughs> i'm just saying you know like you know uh this week's uh we do, we do plain powder sugar cinnamon sugar all the time but this week's flavor is fruity pebbles from bad, oh, from that's that, yeah. That's that's gonna be my wife's favorite. And we have a fruity, fruity pebble, pebbles. Anything she's in for. We, we, we do a fruity pebble latte. A fruity pebble latte. So like you know, like the milk, the the, the cereal milk. Yeah. So we we steam. You just soak the, you, you just soak the milk I, no, in, I, uh, no, in fruity <laughs> pebbles <laughs> and then serve it up. We're not marinating <laughs> milk, but that's probably illegal. Um, I, I have no idea. Of, you know, Why not? Standing milk with food in it. But what we are doing is I've 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 made a I've ground I made it into this powder that is okay. stirred into when it's okay. steamed with uh, the latte, and apparently right. everybody's all up, all about it. I don't. It's that's uh, funny. Yeah, yeah. So you're, it's, you're uh, not you're you're not you're not boasting fruity pebbles aged milk. No, yes, yeah, that's not. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm not even sure what that would. Like, milk again, aged in fruity pebble barrels, right? That's the thing in the 
wine and alcohol world. I went to his house in New Orleans and his mother was, was marinating the chicken for six days. And I, in like, in uh in milk and uh buttermilk and stuff and and i uh it was that's a long time to be it's a long time for milk to be around <laughs> i don't know it's <laughs> no, a lot of time so but i powered on, through i said on that, it was delicious it was delicious chicken but yeah i, on, I think with on that appetizing note <laughs> so we're not marinating milk in cereal over the course of time that's not it's not, that happened. It so, seems like um, the obvious solution to me, but that's why I'm not in the food industry. <laughs> and this guy, guy's like, no, Matt. I don't know if I would trust stay, stay out, stay out of my kitchen. Yeah, stay out of my I kitchen, love, Matt. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. So, uh, but I think we've, yeah, I know you. This was your passion about this. This is a health. This is more like a PSA. It's like, listen, it's just, you, it's not about you. It's about your community. And, and individual freedom is, it, I don't think anybody, I mean, the two of us are all about individual freedom, but there's a tremendous, there's, there's, you got to be very judicious. And if you want to get an excuse, go to your doctor. If your doctor says no, then get, then, then figure out some, some nonsense that says that you can't do it, you know? But aside from that, don't blame religion. We've got enough problems. Yeah. Keep religion yeah. out of I, vaccinations. I think we need, Unless you're our, a our, scientist or a Scientologist or a Mennonite. Or an Amish guy, right? Yeah, I think our disposition here ought to be uh, <clears throat> more more um, do unto others uh, and less don't tread on me, right? Um, so that's kind of kind of kind of where I stand. Yeah, you know, like this is a this is a stewarding of your community. Yeah. Now, you know, now, and, but look, I, and setting aside, we didn't really go too far into this. I think uh, we're setting aside right now. Um, for the sake of this conversation, uh, government mandates uh, related to that. Um, that we might think discuss if you take that an oath, in the future. I think it's a sl- it's a slightly different slightly different um, scenario. We didn't we didn't completely mine that topic. Um, right. So there may be some constitutional objections um, that you know I and maybe even you would uh, would back. Um, but uh, in the context of using uh, religious exemptions as a thing for yeah. specifically the COVID-19, I think we're pretty much in agreement that that's not, not a whole lot of there there. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, and I think that, you know, when it comes to, I think, I think when it comes to government service and that Ben, the Biden's mandate, I, think I said it earlier, it's just, if you're taking oath, then, then we're going into a, a treacherous territory i think you have to you have to steward you have a, a higher obligation to steward the community than you were if you were if you were a private citizen yeah, you know, yeah. so De- definitely different ob- obligations and responsibilities at play with yeah. there john <clears throat> with that john we'll we'll leave it there and uh go enjoy making some more donuts and don't eat too many yeah all right we're on it i'll talk to you soon thanks bob Thanks. This is Crossing Phase, uh, all of our podcasts and archive available at crossingphase.com, available anywhere you listen to podcasts and here on YouTube if you actually want to watch our two talking heads. See you next time. Thanks, Bob.